You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. So yesterday, several of us from Half-Ass gathered for the great Advent Gospel Read Aloud. It's where some of us get together every year at Advent and we read the Gospels out loud uh, from cover to cover, so to speak. And when you read the entire Gospel aloud, things surprise you that you wouldn't notice when you only hear snippets in church. So one of the things that surprised all of us yesterday was that we found ourselves laughing hysterical, hysterically at an account of Jesus healing a blind man. Um, that, might not seem, that might seem actually like a really weird thing to laugh at, <laughs> but we were, we were laughing because the Gospel of John tells the same story to the same people about this healing over and over and over. The gospel goes to comical lengths to demonstrate how hard it was for people who knew this blind man to believe that he had really changed, that he had really been healed. Once blind, always blind. And as we continue to read, we notice that there's like a crazy number of stories in the gospels that show how we humans have a serious mental block when it comes to believing that the people around us can become anything other than who we are convinced that they are. This prejudice against change in others extends all the way to Jesus. When Jesus heals in his hometown, he runs into former neighbors who say, isn't he the son of Mary and Joseph? Whoever they had come to believe that Jesus was, There was no room in their hearts for Jesus to be revealed as anything more than their meager expectations. We're just terrified at the thought that others might be changing. It's especially hard to suspend judgment about the ways that our loved ones might be changing, about what God is doing in them which is precisely what I've been wrestling with in today's gospel. The fact that Joseph cannot wrap his heart and mind around how Mary's life is changing. When Joseph discovers Mary is pregnant, he's, well, he's convinced she's been up to no good. And uh, Matthew says, her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, plan to dismiss her quietly. Joseph can't fathom for a second that this change in Mary's life might actually be a gift from God. But who could blame him? I mean, Joseph comes to the most obvious conclusion that Mary must have been, you know, getting some on the side. (laughs) You know... But, but that's the most unsettling thing, not the getting some on the side, but the fact that he was kind of right, you know? <laughs> I would come to the same conclusion. 
And that's what's unsettling, that so often what we perceive, what we're certain are absolute facts, especially about somebody else, turn out to be untrue. Like, it's not as if Joseph came to a hasty conclusion about Mary. And In fact, the text says that he decided to divorce her because he was a righteous man. In other words, he came to the conclusion that anyone with a fairly normal sense of right and wrong would come to. And yet, he still came to the wrong conclusion about what God was doing in Mary's life. Now, I've never had to deal with a virgin birth. Maybe it's the whole gay thing, I don't know. (laughs) But I am constantly being shown that I'm wrong when it comes to others' capacity to change. And it's especially hard for me to be open to change in others who are really close to me. I mean, the people I'm close to are, after all, the people I have the most evidence about. So, like Joseph was certain about what was possible for Mary, I was certain that, like, my father would always be as I experienced him as a child. I was certain of this. Now, my dad wasn't a terrible father, but we had a a really rocky relationship, particularly after I came out. And so, when he made plans to come and visit me a couple months ago, I was, uh, needless to say, very nervous. I mean, he was going to be staying in my house for the first time, and if you've been to my house, it's a house full of drag queen paraphernalia, John Waters posters, and other signs of gayness. (laughs) My father and I, honestly, we had never sat together with my sexuality so openly and unashamedly out there. I mean, my cards were all on the table. So I was certain that this visit was going to somehow backfire. But it didn't. In those three days, I found my father to be a man profoundly different than the man I knew as a child. Because just like me, my dad has been on a journey About eight years ago, my mother left him. He lost his job, and he lost his house in the recession, and then he ended up in rehab. But at the time, I was convinced that all these things were really good evidence that my dad would never change. But God wasn't done with my dad, and he wasn't done with me. My dad ended up getting sober, and through sobriety, he was humbled into a place where he was able to reconsider all of his judgments about what was right and what was wrong. God had gotten my dad to a place where he no longer relied on his own righteousness. But instead, my dad is now open to ways that God is changing him and changing those around him. I mean, I was dumbfounded throughout that weekend to realize how much my dad had changed, something that I never thought was possible. And as I worked on this sermon, God also revealed to me how much I've been changed by watching my dad change, which makes me wonder if if this is why it's so hard to accept the changes in others. If we're wrong about who somebody else is, then we might be wrong about who we are too. 
It means that if God is changing others, then there's probably something in us that needs changing too. But change, even change that we need, doesn't always feel like good news. Because if we're convinced that in order to be who we are, things must stay the same, then the thought of change is terrifying. Like, it's scary to think that you went to grad school for all those years, and yet you might not always have or even want a job in that field. That you invested years in a relationship that you might, in the end, decide to walk away from. That the gender you were assigned at birth might not be the one you identify with forever. It's terrifying to think that your kids will change, not always in the ways that you will like. It's terrifying to think that the things we're so certain of right now might not be certain tomorrow. But the good news in today's gospel is that change, change is the womb. Change is the womb through which Christ enters the world. Real, hard, earth-shattering change in others and ourselves is necessary for Christ to be among us making peace. And I'm not talking about change as a political slogan. I'm talking about the radical change that God brings us that tears us away from our own righteousness and all our certainties about the way the world is supposed to be. And in the place of our certainties, God gives us a new, expansive vision of what is possible for us and for those around us. And with God, all things are possible. You know, I, I love at the end of today's gospel where it says, when Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. And apart from being a really weird report about how the holy couple postponed their honeymoon, <laughs> it tells me that even though Joseph world, Joseph's world was turned upside down by the changes in Mary's life, God was still faithful, and God still made a place for Joseph. The changes in Mary's life didn't destroy him. And it shows that Joseph's eventual willingness to accept the changes in Mary was the very thing that allowed their relationship to continue. Joseph had to give up a lot of his certainties, but in the end, God enables him to integrate the change into his life. And so that's my prayer for today. May God open us all to the changes in those around us and in ourselves. And may God help us to make peace with the change when it comes. Amen. Amen.